Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode. And today's discussion is going to be a health topic once again. So I have with me my mother, Renee. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on here. But before we get into what we're going to talk about today, let's say a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us and that we can learn what He would have us to do to better our health. With that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given us for life and health. Lord, we thank you for giving us all of this knowledge that we can share with others and that we can help with our own bodies so that we can be better servants to you. Lord, we know that you want us to prosper and be in good health and we want that too because the longer that we are alive, the longer we can serve you and the longer we can help others to see the truth of what you would have them to do and so that they can serve you and share what they know with others too. It's a ripple effect. And Lord, I ask that you help us now as we learn more and help us to retain it and share it with others. And we thank you and praise you for all that you do for us and help us to give our bodies to you because it is not ours, it is yours. And we ask all these things in your precious Holy Son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. So what is it that we are going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about chocolate. Very interesting. What with the holidays around and, well, everybody eats it all the time, no matter what. (laughs) Right. It's more prominent during the holiday season, I believe. So I thought it would be a good thing to discuss so people could learn about it and what it is. And is it good? Is it not? Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? So we'll get into all that. Yeah, that is a good idea, especially Christmas, New Year's, Easter. Valentine's Day. Yeah. a big one. All of those holidays are big into chocolates. I think the first question we should ask is what exactly is chocolate? Well, chocolate is a usually sweet brown food preparation of roasted and ground cacao seeds that is made in the form of a liquid paste or in a block or used as a flavoring ingredient in a lot of foods. The cacao tree is where the seeds come from that brings us what we know of as chocolate. Chocolate is a very acidic food. If people drank only at the right time, there would be far less drinking of substances that are injurious. For it is a fact that the greater portion of the tea, coffee, chocolate, etc., which ought never be drunk. And that quote is from our pioneer section by E.J. Wagner. And he also says, someone asked him, but you drink cocoa and chocolate? And he says, no, I have no use for them. For while they contain a little food, they contain more that is injurious. The chief inspector of foods and drugs for the county of Durham says that many cheap chocolate sweetness contain paraffin wax, which had a tendency when eaten to bring on appendicitis. The absolutely safe way is never to eat composite things of any kind. Now, all of that is from E.J. Wagner in the Pioneer section. So that was very interesting, I thought. And then I wanted to share the problems that chocolate can cause. It causes agitation, anxiety, depression. It also causes discomfort, respiratory, endocrine, hormonal, fatigue, fluid retention, GI problems, headaches, heart disease, imperfect balance, insomnia, irritability, palpitations, restlessness, tachycardia, and tremors, also vertigo, 
And last but not least, the big cancer. That is very serious. Yes. I do not want any of those diseases, for sure. Me either. What about some facts about chocolate? Now, this is from a book that you can read yourself. It's Shorter's Health Manual, pages 86 through 87. But we're just going to do some pinpoints from this book. And the first couple is, chocolate is the solid semi-plastic food prepared by fine grinding cocoa or cacao and chocolate must have a minimum of 50% fat and chocolate also must have a large amount of sugar and milk added to it to even make it platable and mask the terrible bitterness that it has chocolate contains tannins which have been implicated in certain cancers of the digestive tract caffeine is also in chocolate and the content may be as high as 112 milligrams per cup of cocoa beverage that is a large amount yes and while you're talking about caffeine i just want to mention that caffeine is a stimulating drug and it is found in chocolate and as well as tea and coffee and soft drinks and even in some prescription and non-prescription drugs and it increases the heart rate and there's a lot of things that caffeine does to the body i just want to talk about a few of them and one of them is it can lead to birth defects and ulcers it's very habit forming it can raise your blood pressure as we mentioned your heart rate can cause a heart attack and even can aggravate diabetics so there's just a few things we'll get into more of that at another time but chocolate can do a lot of havoc to the body because it has caffeine inside of the ingredients it naturally contains the caffeine you can't remove it so anyway chocolate also can interfere with calcium absorption and in order for chocolate to have its chocolatey taste it has to be fermented for three to eight days at which time peak fermentation is at the end of that eighth day it's when it's at its peak of fermenting and concentrates of bacteria and molds are present which is aflatoxin the cancer producing agent in the molds of the cocoa bean and the fermentation process is what produces the actual chocolate flavor and fermentation is not good at all no that's a whole nother topic but we are counseled not to eat any foods that are fermented now something that may surprise a lot of you and disturb you is what we are going to talk about next while the cocoa beans are sitting fermenting in the sun in these tropical regions in which it grows while it's fermenting the chocolate is ravaged with insects and rodents and small animals and many other types of contamination may occur while it's sitting there well yeah in a booklet published by the united states department of health education and welfare called the food defect action levels specifications listing of current levels for natural or unavoidable defects in food lists the natural defect levels in chocolate in the form of insects rodents and other natural contaminants that are allowed by the fda which is the food and drug administration and it's allowed in chocolate and chocolate liqueur and it's used in the manufacture of such products as chocolate candy bars and they can have up to 120 insect fragments per cup or two and rodent hairs per cup and that's perfectly acceptable by the FDA and 4% of the cocoa beans can be infested with insects and still carry the blessing from the FDA visible or solid animal excreta 
must not exceed 10 milligrams per pound. Now for chocolate powder and pressed cakes, there can't be more than 75 insect fragments in three tablespoons of powder. I know you all can't see our faces right now, but mine is definitely that of disgust. And I just can't believe they could allow that. That is so gross. Well, you know, I learned about this when your sister was uh, nine years old and she's 37 now. And that's when I gave up chocolate that many years ago. I was just, wow, I couldn't believe it. I was a chocoholic. I loved chocolate. I ate it probably every day. And sometimes I ate too much of it, which was just a fact. But I didn't think I would ever give up chocolate. And when I learned all that about chocolate, I could not eat it any longer. That was it. Well, it's addicting for several reasons. One is the caffeine and two, because of the sugar content in it. So you have multiple things in there that are very addicting. So it makes you want more and more and more. And, you know, people need a fix. They have to have it in their desk. They need a little bit throughout the day and they can't go a day without eating their little M&Ms and their chocolate Hershey Kishes or a chocolate bar or a piece of cake or whatever it might be. It's very addicting. In fact, the chemical components is what we're going to be talking about next. All brands of cocoa from which chocolate is made contain more tannin per cup than tea, which we talked about a little bit before, which has approximately two grams tannin per cup. Chocolate also contains the theobromine, which is similar to caffeine and a large amount of fats. Another thing in chocolate are additives. The bitter flavor of chocolate requires additives as well as a very large amount of sugar to mask it and make it even platable. Nobody would even eat it if there wasn't any sugar in it. It would be really nasty. And then oils have to be combined with the chocolate to eliminate the grainy texture that it has. Chocolate has a minimum of 50% of the calories from fat. And then when they add the milk or cream or oil to help create a nice smooth texture, it produces extremely rich, heavy, oily, indigestible item. We already talked about the harvesting and how the animals and insects and everything goes through it. But I didn't say that while it's fermenting and all this is happening, it's laying in that pile for this three to eight days, it promotes growth of bacteria and mold. And that's another reason that uh, some people are actually allergic to it. It's because of the mold that gets in the chocolate. And of course, that can produce cancer. Many individuals that think they're allergic to chocolate are really allergic to, like I said, either the mold or the animal parts that are in the chocolate. Now, do you think you still want to eat that candy bar? Uh, no. <laughs> that would be a solid no from me. But, you know, you see this pretty little package of what it comes in and not necessarily think about the process involved. I would honestly wonder why they haven't come up with a way to at least refrain from the animals running through it, like putting it in a greenhouse or like with glass or something. Well, it can't ferment. It has to be in the sun, I guess. I don't know. It has to be out there to lay for all those days to ferment. So it probably doesn't work. I don't know. But even if they did, it still has all these other terrible things in it. The caffeine's in it and all the other things. And what about your health? There's considerations for that. Exactly. And one of the things is women who are advised to discontinue the use of coffee, 
tea, colas, chocolate, and all forms of menthol themthines as a breast cancer control measure. Many physicians believe the effect on the male prostate is similar to that of the female breast. That doesn't surprise me. So right here it says men and women shouldn't partake of it because of the health issues concerned. Yeah, there's health risks. And like we said before, caffeine is a drug. And when you drink caffeine, it pulls the water out of your system. And so you need to drink 8 to 10 glasses of water and cut out the caffeine. Well, actually, water goes by your body weight, not how many glasses, as many people think. But for some, it might be 8, some it might be 12, some it might be more. But our body is 80% water. So we need to be drinking water, not caffeinated drinks and sodas and teas and coffees and things like that. Now, herbal tea is okay because basically you are drinking water, but these other things are not, you know, green tea and black tea and all that kind of tea. Those are horrible, but that's a whole nother subject too for another day. One of the most rapidly affected organs is the brain by caffeine. And 99% of caffeine that is filtered by the kidneys is reabsorbed. And caffeine has to be metabolized to be eliminated from the body. Caffeine affects many of the body's organs. It constricts the blood vessels, speeds up the heart, and stimulates the brain, stomach, kidneys, and ovaries and testes. And I know it speeds up the heart because my grandmother died from drinking too much caffeine. Caffeine. She just fell over one day and had a heart attack. That was it. And her hands were jittery and stuff. But we'll get into more about that when we do the podcast about caffeine. But some of the symptoms of excessive caffeine include sleep, disturbances, headache, tremulousness, jitteriness, which is what I was talking about with the hands, anxiety, lightheadedness, irritability, depression. Many people wonder why they're depressed. It's the coffee they're drinking. <laughs> that is a factor to it. Rapid heartbeat or skip heartbeats, rapid breathing, diarrhea, stomach pains, heartburn, frequent urination, and muscular tension. And these are just to name a few. Well, I want to read a quote now from the Spirit of Prophecy, which is in the Review and Herald. And it says that Satan well knows that it's impossible for man to discharge his obligations to God and to his fellow men, while he impairs the faculties God has given him. The brain is the capital of the body. If the perception faculties become benumbed through intemperance of any kind, eternal things are not discerned. That is powerful. And that is from September 8, 1874. Satan is like a fisherman. He baits his hook according to the appetite of the fish. And that famous saying was by Thomas Adams. So what can we do instead of eating chocolate? Well, we eat what's called carob. And now we're going to talk about carob and tell you how wonderful it is and what it can do for the body and what good nutrition it has and things like that. Okay, everybody seems to like chocolate and it's very popular and it seems impossible that a person could ever give it up. I felt that way myself at one time. As I mentioned earlier, I was a real chocoholic. But you know, God never asks us to give something up without giving us something better. And God does have something better than chocolate, believe it or not, listeners. And I'm going to tell you what that is. That is carob. It's healthier for you and it's something you can really learn to enjoy if it's prepared properly. Now, I've had carob where it hasn't been prepared properly or they use the unsweetened kind or the wrong kind or don't know what to do with it and then it cannot taste very well. But if you know what to do and do it right, it's very delicious. Now, carob belongs to the legume family. The same family that gives you lentils and split peas and also gives you a seed and 
in a pod that has a chocolate flavor with nutritional benefits instead of liabilities like chocolate. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loin, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Now that's in Matthew 3 and verse 4. Carob comes from a pod born by a certain type of locust tree. John the Baptist's complete vegetarian diet was an important aid to his spiritual perception. On account of his acute discernment in spiritual things, he recognized Jesus as the Messiah. God is calling his people to health reform in order that they might be prepared for Jesus' second coming. And carob, rather than chocolate, is part of that reform. We are being given the same choice as was John the Baptist concerning diet. May God quicken our perception as we follow the better way. And God said, Behold, I have given you every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for me. Yes, that is such a beautiful thing that we have all of these things growing for our benefit and that we can enjoy. And the nice thing about carob is that it's an excellent source of calcium, potassium, pectin, and fiber. And it also contains iron and vitamins A and B1 and B3. And it does not contain the oxalate acid or methylxanthines of chocolate and it contains 2,000 times less theobromine, a stimulant that is similar to caffeine. And it contains about 50 times less fat and three to four times fewer calories than chocolate. And since carob is naturally sweet and chocolate is naturally bitter, much less sweetener is needed for carob. Awesome. You know, carob does not aggravate skin problems either, like chocolate does. It doesn't have any digestive problems, and it doesn't cause any allergic reactions the way chocolate often does in many people. Now, don't get the idea that carob tastes exactly like chocolate. Chocolate has its familiar taste because of the large amount of fats and sugars that are added to it. These are very unhealthful for you, even in small quantities. Carob has a slightly different taste than chocolate. Personally, I have grown to love carob. It is very delicious for me. I I really, really enjoy it. Yes, it's very tasty. But keep in mind for those of you who may not like the taste right away that your taste buds do need time to adjust. So your taste buds still are used to the chocolate flavor and may not like the carob taste. So give it some time, like 21 days is when your taste buds change and then try carob again. You know, carob can be substituted in any recipe as well. All you have to do is mix two tablespoons of hot water with three tablespoons of carob powder. And that's equivalent to using a one ounce square of unsweetened chocolate when recipes call for unsweetened chocolate. Now, if the recipe calls for cocoa powder, then you just use an equal amount of carob powder in its place. You can wean your family off of chocolate as well by using three-fourths of chocolate and one-fourth carob in your next recipe and don't even tell anyone and see if they notice. And then the next time, do half and half. And the next time, a fourth chocolate and three-fourths carob and so on until you're only using carob. And that's a good way that you can get adjusted to change in the taste. And it works, believe me, because I did it not with carob, but I did it with milk when we were getting off of milk. There's a quote in the Spirit of Prophecy that says, the dessert should be placed on the table and served with the rest of the food. For often, after the stomach has been given all it should have, the dessert is brought on and is just that 
much too much. That's in Councils on Diet and Foods, page 334. Dessert can be overdone really easily. And I think we have touched on this time and time again this past few months with the holidays coming on. People love their sweets and they want to eat lots of it. The key is to show restraint. Now that doesn't mean you have to give up desserts completely. You have to prepare them right, use the right sweeteners, and a little goes a long way. Right. And I want to mention too some nutritional value of carob. You did mention a few things, but it also contains some trace minerals like iron, manganese, chromium, copper, and nickel. And it's not an empty calorie food. It's a very healthy food. And in ancient times, carob pods were considered to be very valuable because when used as feed for cattle and sheep, the animals flourished. The dried seeds from the pod were often used in trade like money. From the word carrot, which is Greek for curation, where the carob bean, that's where that word comes from, which is still used today by jewelers in describing gold. I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah. And so anyway, carob is three times richer than chocolate and calcium and has one third less calories and 17 times less the fat. So enjoy your carob. <laughs> we really need to obey God's divine plan and eat healthy. We wouldn't put sugar in our gas tank or soda pop in our transmission. So let's not put chocolate, which contains caffeine in our bodies, when God has told us not to. God will bless you as you strive to feed your body healthy according to his manual. God made our bodies and he knows what's best to put in it. Yes, and remember, Satan gave Eve the forbidden fruit and took away paradise. Therefore, in all of the temptations, let us consider not what he offers, but what we lose in dead. Yes, and if you want to study more about chocolate, you can go to the library and look up all the things that we were telling you about what's in the chocolate and the rodents and the rat hairs and the feces and all that. You can go to the library and read up on it. And there's a booklet by the United States Department of Health education and welfare called the food defect action levels the fda guidelines and compliance branch rural foods in washington dc you can study chocolate coca-cola cocoa and coffee the international nutrition research foundation in riverside california the journal of the association of official analytical chemists 62 5 the american journal of clinical nutrition there's all kinds of information out there this is not something that we just made up but this is true facts and you can really look these things up in these different references I've given it's quite amazing what you can find on chocolate we must sacrifice what we want and what our taste buds want the things that we crave for something better like carob now if there was no alternative we should still give up chocolate because it has so much bad about it that it injures us so much that it's not worth it to keep doing it and if we do it we are disobeying the lord and that is something that we have to keep in mind i mean i want once had a woman tell me that she thought that we would be up in heaven still killing animals and eating it. And I was so shocked to hear that kind of philosophy. But unfortunately, I think many people have that same philosophy that, you know, a little bit of this or a little bit of that or once a year this and I don't eat very much of it, so it's okay. No, we are told over and over again, not only in the Bible, but in the spirit of prophecy, that even a little bit of sin in our lives, 
lives will keep us from entering into the pearly gates of heaven. So we need to get rid of it. And if that means getting rid of the chocolate and the bad sweets and the candies in your home, then throw it out. Is losing your soul worth eating chocolate for? No. And I wanted to tell this story too. There's many individuals are allergic to chocolate. And in fact, like we said, it's not the chocolate, it's the animal parts that are in it. There's a story about an 11-year-old boy who was hospitalized for abdominal pain and he was vomiting up blood. He had suddenly developed purpura, which is tiny spots of hemorrhage in the skin all over his body. It was discovered while he was in the hospital that his attacks of skin hemorrhage and abdominal pain could be brought on within a few minutes of him having chocolate, either by mouth or even just a scratch test in his skin. Chocolate is a common cause of puritis, ani, an uncomfortable itch around the anus, the terminal part of the colon. Stopping the use of chocolate results in prompt cessation of the itch. It seems uncanny that chocolate could ever have gotten to be considered a special food for anyone, especially children. The Ladies Home Journal, way back in October of 1930, carried an ad from Baker's Cocoa that read, the weekly treat became a daily delight and Jimmy's weight went up. What a shame that children have ever been allowed to have any product from cocoa. Even though chocolate might induce children to drink more milk and eat more empty calories from sugar and fat, in mice experiments, the extra milk does not result in improvement in nutrition, but only makes their body fat greater. It's interesting about that statement about the weekly journal back in 1930 is that it's so true because I saw this thing that's been going around Facebook for a while, so you probably have seen it too, is this cartoonist depiction of what's happened to America. The TVs have gotten skinnier and skinnier and people have gotten fatter and fatter. Whereas years ago, people were super skinny and their TVs were huge. And it just goes to show that people have slowly and yet rapidly gotten more into the fast foods, into the sweets, into the desserts, into snacking and eating the junk food. And over time, and yet it seems hardly any time at all, these people have gained enormous amounts of weight. The children are chubby and they just feed and feed them and until their babies are chubby and so they just grow into chubby children and chubby adolescents and then chubby adults. And that's a polite way of saying mm -hmm. it, but they're basically becoming obese and that is sad. Yes it is very sad. Many people are uninformed about chocolate and they have no idea about it. They just think it's a nice dessert but any of those things that we've talked about that's what made me banish chocolate from my diet forever and like we said fortunately we have a great substitute called carob and it's way better than chocolate. It doesn't contain any of the harmful ingredients but has excellent nutrition nutrition and still you know you don't want to eat it every day because you still have to put a little sugar in it to sweeten it and sugar is not something we want to eat every day even unrefined sugar is not something you want to eat every day we don't want to use table sugar of course but carob is excellent we talked about having a special treat on sabbath many times and one of the things that we've decided to do on sabbath is not every sabbath but once in a while in the winter when it's cold i'll make what's called a carob syrup and what i do is i just 
take some carob powder and uh, blend it with some hot water and some uh, soy milk powder and some sweetener. It's real similar to Hershey's. It's very good. And we put that in a jar and then I'll make some soy milk and put a little of that carob syrup in it and heat it up on the stove and have it as a drink about a half hour before we eat. And it's very, very filling, very tasty. So instead of hot chocolate, you have hot carob. And I really like it. Now, me, I'm not much of a sweet person, but this I really enjoy, especially during the winter months because it's so cold. It's nice to have something to warm you up a little bit before you eat. And we do it before we eat because it is something that is going to be digested in your stomach. So you want to do it like 20 minutes before you're ready to eat. And also the fact of the matter is we have to be willing to give up whatever it is the Lord is asking us. And we have to be ready because there's coming a time soon where we won't have all of the fancy things that we are accustomed to now. We have to leave it all behind. These little things that we are giving up now or what we consider little things are sometimes they're huge things to us. And whether it's big or huge, we must be willing to sacrifice it and give it up because that is what the Lord has done for us. I mean, he gave up everything. And when we make it to heaven, hopefully we make it to heaven, we will realize just how much of a sacrifice it truly was. Exactly. I agree. And I'd like to just tell one more little story about a woman. This was a young physician and she had full-blown fibrocystic disease and was consuming a massive quantity of menthol xanthines daily, 1,300 milligrams. And she learned of this effect on the breast. She stopped using coffee, tea, cola, and chocolate to determine if her breast disease would disappear. Within a month, the lumps in her breast started to subside. By two months, the fibrocystic disease had totally disappeared. It was not without a struggle, though. She suffered severe withdrawal headaches that could not be relieved even by her headache medications. It seems wise to advise women everywhere to cut out the use of those menthol xanthines in breast cancer control measure. Many physicians believe that the effect on the male prostate is similar to that on the female breast. Which is what we mentioned previously. Right. That is amazing that she just had to get rid of all of that. And yes, it might be a struggle for you. You are going to have cravings of wanting that chocolate. It's addicting, that's why. The Lord can give you the strength to overcome. He is not going to leave you alone in this. You must pray. You must go to the Lord for help. Quote Bible verses. When you have that temptation, immediately flee to the Lord. Because when we flee from that danger and go to the Lord, He will help us to overcome. And that is the only way we'll be able to overcome whatever addiction or whatever thing it is that we're trying to get rid of out of our lives. Because we cannot do it alone. And so if you're feeling the temptation to eat whatever it is or do whatever it is, run to the Lord. Because the devil, he is fast behind you and he wants you to fall. Well, and he wants us sick too. And cancer is more common in people who use these mental xanthines. Disease resistance is not as strong. And the list goes on and on of the things that happen when people use these things. They get depressed. And sometimes when people are depressed, that contributes to child abuse and gastrointestinal 
know. Disturbances are activated when using those mental xanthines, and the list goes on. It's just, it's a horrible, horrible thing, and Satan does that. He gets us addicted to things like not just chocolate, but alcohol, tobacco, drugs that aren't good for us, so that we go out and do these crazy things that he just jumps up and down with glee, and he loves that we make ourselves sick. He loves that we're not able to concentrate on God then and, and worship him and have our body a living sacrifice and our temples clean. He wants us to be sick and full of all these poisons so that we don't feel good. And, and then people get angry at God and they blame him and think it's his fault when it's our fault. We're the ones who've done this to ourselves. God didn't do it to us. We did it to our own self because we're not educated and we don't know what these things contain and don't think to even check into it at times. I was the same way. I never ever thought that there was anything wrong with it. I just thought it was a nice treat. But now I learned it and I gave it up and that's the key. Once we learn it, then we need to go and say, Lord, help me. Because many people have had to go and pray and the Lord has taken their cravings for cigarettes away instantly. Some people have. Some people have had it done overnight. Some people have to struggle. But try because the Lord blesses us when we try and he knows that we're trying and he knows we sincerely want to get rid of these things. He will honor that and he will help you. Yes, he will. And also remember that once you have learned this truth, go and share it with others because many people do not know what chocolate contains or what any of these things contain. So that is why we want to share what we know with everybody. We hope that you can now share it with other people as well so that they don't eat it and are affected by it. And just know that the Lord will be with you and that our prayers are with you all as well. Well, I want to say thank you, Mom, for joining me again. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. We learned a lot. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And until next month when we come back for another health discussion, remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.